This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast, breaking down everything districts five and six in the state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey, joined as always by our East Idaho expert, Sean Kane. And you threw your Twitter handle up there on your name tag as well. That's smart. I should probably start doing that. At Sean Kane 182 on Twitter. Every once in a while, I you know have the big ideas. That's right. <laughs> you really are the big idea man at IdahoSports.com. There's there's no denying. So um, yes, if you're watching video version of this podcast on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page, you can see our little name tags. Um, audio only version as well at IdahoSports.com and wherever you download your podcasts. All right, no time to waste because we are going to hit all the fall sports here in this in this prepcast. We got a lot to talk about. So let's start with football where. I got to be honest, Sean, I think you and I were on the call for the most exciting game of the year so far in the state of Idaho as uh, Shelly took on Pocatello in a non-conference battle last Friday night. It's a wild situation where Pocatello is leading late in the game. Shelly's got the ball third and goal at the two-yard line with no timeouts remaining. There's like 30 seconds left. They try to run it in. They don't get it. They've got to hurry up to the line because... They have no timeouts. It's fourth and goal from the two. Nate Nelson gets the QB sneak with just five seconds to play, and Shelly wins 24-21. to 21. It was such an exciting game. Yeah, it, it the game had everything. It was back and forth. You never felt comfortable. I mean, from, you know, I, you know, I went from helping do some color to videotaping, and it was, it was almost harder just watching it on camera. Um, and not being able to say anything just because there was so much going on. There was some uh, turnover on downs too, and and some different, you know, just kind of just little things that you know make the game uh, change just on a dime. Yeah, it, it was crazy. Um, you know, so Shelly gets the win. Uh, they're now three and three on the season. Pocatello drops two and four, and again they're trying to navigate their way um, without starting quarterback Drake Contreras. I will say Hunter May is really starting to look comfortable at quarterback for Pocatello, and Reichen Echohawk rushed for over two hundred yards. Uh, half of it came on that ninety-eight yard. He had a ninety-eight yard touchdown run in the first half that was just electrifying. Yeah, I don't know how it wasn't the best play in the state of Idaho because it was. Um, yeah, he is, he's electrifying. He gets out and moves and shakes and yeah, they're asking a lot of them and he's given uh, the thunder a lot back in return. So yeah, he's, he's been great to watch this season. So uh, for Shelly, now they get the victory. They're going to get back into high country conference play. And I'll tell you, they're really coming on strong at the right time of the year. Um, what else happened in football last week? How about, you know, this was probably like the big matchup everybody had circled coming in a battle of, of reigning state champions, Rigby, the five, a champs taking on skyline, the four, a champs, the two time four, a champs Rigby pitches the shutout 28 to nothing. Luke flowers throws a pair of touchdowns to Brady Packer, Sam Gamino, former Idaho falls tiger. Now a Rigby Trojan. He rushed for two touchdowns as well. And um, this in, Rigby pretty good. Yeah, well, the Rigby defense, right? You've got um, Skyline, which coming into that game, I think is one of the you know the better offenses in any division, really, just with their different weapons. And uh, for Rigby to get a shutout, man, 
Uh, you can't you can't sleep on the Rigby Trojans right now in 5A football. Um, I know they're you know they're probably not getting as much love as some of the Boise teams, and I mean, watch out. <laughs> watch out (laughs) that's right um and and skyline of course is going to be just fine as well they're still one of the best 4a teams in the business no doubt about it uh another really interesting you know 5a 4a matchup we had was highland taking on blackfoot this was a game that was on idahosports.com as well uh, Highland wins this game 34 to 28 and kind of contrasting styles here. Highland uh, ends up doing it on the ground. They rushed for 280 yards as a team. Drew Hymas, uh, the quarterback, rushed for 141 yards and two touchdowns. Mason Fulmer back to starting running back duties. Uh, he ran for 87 yards and two touchdowns. And for Blackfoot, they did it through the air. Jackson Grimmett threw for 271 yards and two touchdowns. Javante King, look at this stat line, 10 catches, 162 yards and two touchdowns for Blackfoot. Holy smokes. Yeah, and I you know, I went back and watched that game, and that game starts off with Blackfoot kicking off, Highland fumbling, and they throw Javante King like on the first play, and it's a touchdown, and it, it's looking – it's looking like it could be disastrous for Highland, but you know, I was talking to some other coaches and they're like, once Highland settles in, who's going to be playing some offensive roles a little more, they're going to be fine in the offensive um, situation. Cause I think that was kind of the question mark coming into that game. And they answered that question with the different, with the different guys that got run and um, Fulmer and, you know, and drew as well. But you know, once, once that, that offense settles in a little more, even the, you know, that's going to lead into uh, our game next week or this week, I think will be pretty good. Yeah. So Highland gets the win. They kind of keep pace and in, in they're three and three on the season. Um, and so we will have uh, Highland against Rigby Friday night on IdahoSports.com. Sean, this is a rematch of the 5A state championship game from last year. Although, you know, the, the last couple of meetings, Rigby has had the upper hand. This is going to be a fantastic battle, though, and you and I will be on the call for it Friday night. Yeah, you know, there's that's the game. I think, you know, both teams circle on their schedule. If you talk to their coaches, um, it's a conference opponent. It's they're going to, you know, it's the state championship opponent. I think uh, Highland's super hungry um, to kind of turn that series around. I, you know, Rigby's won the last few here in a row. And um, it's, that's, I mean, it's going to be a fantastic matchup. Yeah, so um, what, what does Highland have to do to, to be successful against Rigby? We know what Rigby has to do, and that's just continue to play the way they've been playing. But what does Highland have to do? You know, I think Highland, I think it's going to have to control the clock and keep the Rigby offense off the field. You know, they're going to, if they can run and control the clock and and, and find a way to kind of get scores. And I, I, just, I just don't think you want the Rigby offense on the field, you know, as least as much as he can because... Um, they're pretty dangerous, and they're going to have to find ways to get through that Rigby defense, who's it's been very, very solid and stingy this year. Um, so I kind of see that being, you know, can Highland's offense muster up something? We know Highland has a defense. We know Rigby has a defense. We know they have flowers. You can throw the throw the ball for Rigby. You know, I think it's again a question mark. Can Highland bring some offense into that game? Yeah, that'll be uh, the big question, and we'll have to wait and see there. Um, Let's talk 3A football real quick. You know, I keep getting emails from Teton fans that are like, hey, we know it's been a while since Teton's been good or on on the radar, but you guys didn't even talk about Teton last week. I I Honestly, I thought we did. You know, I feel like we've been talking Teton up at, you know. I feel like I said 
don't sleep on Teton. Yeah. Bra- and I've, I've, I felt, I said that. And when we were at the game last week, the first thing I told you was look at this score, you know, and it was Teton taking down snake river 41 to 14 um, last Friday night. And I think that was the first thing I said after our game. I, so I, yeah, I I'm, we've be, I'm aware of them. Yeah. I, 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 I like you Teton. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, Teton, um, they came out and, and this was really the first test uh, for them, you know, because they were, they were six and oh, uh, coming or five and zero coming into this matchup with Snake River, a team that had just beaten previously undefeated South Fremont, and Teton blows out the Panthers, forty-one to fourteen. Jack Nelson throws two touchdown passes, runs for a third. Uh, Ashton Gunther uh, caught a touchdown and and had a pick six, and Thomas Husevelt uh, had a pick six for Teton as well. This defense is turning getting a lot of turnovers and a lot of defensive touchdowns I've noticed for the Timberwolves. Um, so now it kind of sets up uh, th- this showdown in two weeks, Sean, uh, where they're going to take on Sugar Salem. Sugar defeats Leighton Christian last week, 28-9. to um, Kind of a tight game early. Sugar outscores Leighton Christian 21-3 to in the second quarter to pretty much put the game on ice. And how about this? We talk about good defense. Sugar Salem limited Leighton Christian to minus two yards of passing offense. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, yeah, you're not you're not going to be disappointed in the locker room after that. And uh, that's I I'm just I think we've been talking about it for a while that that Teton Sugar Salem is is going to be just a pretty explosive game for for both those teams. Kind of a, a, a team like Sugar Salem who's been there, they've done that right. When and Teton kind of knocking on the door and. They want to go. Hey, we're the new guys. Yeah. Hello. So, so, so you don't know this yet, Sean. I didn't tell you this, but in two weeks, Friday night, Teton at Sugar Salem. You and I are going to be there for that game. We will oh. be on the call on IdahoSports.com. Well, they got the 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 best, and then me, the mediocreist best. <laughs> the mediocreist best. That's right. Uh, in fact, that's the uh, title. I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> the and and that game, thinking about it too, it could have some implications on Max Preps and kind of other teams where they stand and fall too. So I I think just the game itself is big. Both teams will probably make the playoffs, right? But you know where everyone lands, that could that could have a lot of implications there too. Definitely, it's going to be um, huge because um, really all three teams are going to get into the playoffs. But it's you know where do you get seated? Essentially, is what's going to be key there. So uh, yeah, that's in two weeks. Sugar and Teton here on idahosports.com. All right, let's uh, let's go from football. Let, let's hit the links, Sean. Let, let's talk about uh, District 5 uh, golf. Uh, the Pocatello Century Preston Boys and Girls held their district golf competitions on Monday uh, in Pocatello. Uh, we we kind of talked last week about District 6 and how uh, Skyline Girls looked good, and um, you know Shelly had some individuals that did really well, but now it was District 5's time to shine, and um, we had some pretty impressive performances here at District 5. Yeah, um, on the girls' side of it, Century uh, Girls won. Um, they had the top two scores. Uh, the s- second place, Emma Richard- Richards had an 89. She took second, and then Lauren Assad um, took first, and she's won a couple tournaments this year. Uh, she's a really, really, really good golfer. Um, she took third last year in 4A State. And then the third place uh, was Sydney Scott from Pocatello. Um, Sydney and Lauren both also play tennis. So I have to, you know, have to say a little something there. But uh, yeah, I've known them for a long time. And 
yeah, some good scores. And uh, Sydney Scott of the Thunder shot a 99. And yeah, the Century Girls tennis, or excuse me, golf has been just pretty solid for the last two years. And um, yeah, you know, we talked about it. You've talked about it other, on other podcasts as we, you kind of go up and you see what happens, right? I mean, state will be in Idaho Falls. It's a shorter trip, I think, than normal. And that uh, should be really good. And then on the boys' side, you had the Preston Indians um, took took that one home. Uh, Owen Pearson. Pearson, yeah, Pearson, 76 with first place, um, followed by his teammate with a 78, um, uh, Trippin Beckstead. And then the third, or excuse me, he got third place from Preston. So Preston had first and third. And then the second place finisher um, was Logan from the Thunder. So yeah. pretty good there too. And the, the Preston boys golf, you know, I find finding information about uh, this district's golf is like, I don't know if they're keeping under locks, like some football stats or something, but um, Preston boys golf's had a really, really good season. I think that's kind of been under the radar too. So, um, you know, you just, you just kind of have to kind of search like national treasure, get Nicholas cage on it. And you find <laughs> out you got some good teams out there in uh, Southeast Idaho playing golf. That's right. Searching like Nicholas Cage. That's another good uh, podcast title. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down too. Searching like Nicholas Cage. Yeah, Preston Preston Boys, uh Century Girls are your team uh winners. Lauren Asand of of uh Century and Owen Pearson of Preston are your individual champions. And uh, good luck. 5A golf is Friday and Saturday at Rexburg, and um 4A golf is Friday and Saturday in Idaho Falls. So we'll see if maybe some home home course advantage can come through for uh, those east idaho golfers we will have to wait and see uh let's talk postseason soccer next uh what i'm gonna do is uh, share my screen okay. here uh so so fans that are watching on the idahosports.com youtube channel or facebook page uh, we'll get to see the brackets up on the screen and you can follow along there just make your screens full size um if you are listening to the podcast at idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcasts we've got all the district brackets on our homepage, idahosports.com boys and girls soccer district brackets not just for east idaho but every district around the states so you're going to want to follow obviously your favorite teams but you, you want to see okay we got the state who else is getting there and we have every single district covered and you're kind of being modest brandon you've been dropping a lot of content on idahosports.com like it's hot with the bubble the district brackets the volleyball there's a new volleyball um piece on there with a there's there's more content right now on idosports.com than um you might not get your work done at your job <laughs> yeah seriously i mean just in just in the, this week right we've had uh, all the new coaches polls just came out today for volleyball soccer football you mentioned a new volleyball um feature we're going to have each week uh, keeping up with the kill former century high standout uh lindsey togiai afuk is going to kind of just give us her volleyball. She's a great volleyball player and now is a coach. And um, she's going to give us her kind of statewide analysis each week on, on what stood out to her. Uh, yeah, yes. I had the bubble watch for all the football teams around the state of Idaho. 4A was a mess. Yeah. I went to, I went, I went to the IHSAA handbook and they had the wrong information in there about how many teams got in from each district. They changed okay. it. They changed that and then didn't update it in the handbook. So, uh, you know, I was going off of bad intel. I finally got that fixed, by the way. So, okay. Yeah. I was a little confused with some of it. But again, if you play 4A football and have a helmet, you might make the tournament. So, yes. <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard to follow. 
I I will be updating the bubble watch each week as well with the latest, uh, you know, and it's an exercise basically. And if the playoffs started today, what teams would be in the field? Where would they be seated? What would the matchups be? And so it's kind of just a fun exercise. Um, and I'll, I will update that the last two weeks of the regular season as well, because I'm a glutton for punishment. And then, <laughs> yes, all of the district brackets for soccer are on our site, IdahoSports.com. East Idaho is really the only part of the state that's getting going with district soccer. So let's go ahead and start with, um, let's start with class 3A, district 5, because that was the very first district to get started with soccer way back at the start of this week. So let's start by taking a look at the boys bracket. There were actually matches tonight as we're recording this. So I, I don't have those scores yet, but uh, American falls beat Marsh Valley. Okay. Six That's... to one, I believe six to one. See, you're always breaking news on the podcast, Sean. This is really good. Uh, former colleague teaches and she helps coach out at, um, helps coach the boys at American falls. So I, might have saw a post. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, I will update that here uh, as soon as we're done on the, on the podcast. Okay, so here's the District 5 bracket. Uh, Four-team affair. Num- number one seed is American Falls. Uh, the two-seed is Marsh Valley. Aberdeen, the three-seed. Snake River, the four. They started play on Monday, and American Falls gets to host all of the matches because they're the number one seed. American Falls beat Snake River on Monday, 11-0. And again, this is boys soccer. Marsh Valley beat Aberdeen 3-1, and that's set up basically tonight. Snake River and Aberdeen in in a loser-out match, and American Falls and Marsh Valley on the winner side of the bracket. Sounds like the Beavers won that game, which is no surprise. American Falls definitely the favorite here. The second-place team from this bracket will have a chance to get to state with a play-in game, it's going to be a tall order, though, because Sugar Salem and Teton, if you'll remember, met in the championship last year, so they're going to have to play one of those two teams more than likely. That's going to be pretty tough. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would agree. It's going to be. It's Sugar Salem and Teton's kind of to lose, right? And so even if one of them lose, the second place out of District Five is it's it's going to be a, a tough road. Um, in that play in game, but that that's how it should be. You know, those games should be that way. And I, and I like it's that way. You still have an opportunity, but um, it's not a walk in the park by any means. Definitely. Um, uh, we would show you the district six bracket, but it's not finalized yet. There's actually still uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night, uh, October 6th. Um, the final batch of regular season matches will take place. And from there, we'll be able to tell you the four team bracket with sugar Teton Firth and South Fremont. So let's go ahead and take a look at the uh, girls soccer brackets, Uh, girls soccer for district five in three, a competition. You get to see all my Google folders there. That's, this is behind the scenes. This is how the brackets get updated. (laughs) So, um, all right. So this is a five team bracket because Malad plays girls soccer and Malad beat Aberdeen in the play in match on Monday, two to one. So they got a two to one victory. That put them up against American Falls uh, tonight as well. That might have been moved to tomorrow because American Falls can't possibly host all these games with boys and girls. I'll have to double check that. Um, But it is Malad against American Falls, the one seed. And then we have the two versus three matchup on Monday. Marsh Valley beat Snake River for nothing. So Marsh Valley has already advanced to that winner's side of the bracket uh, meanwhile, Snake River will play Aberdeen in a loser out battle. And again, American Falls kind of the favorite coming in. The second place team will get a chance to battle 
uh, the second place team from District Six in a state tournament play-in game. The girls' uh, path might be a little easier, not much, but a little easier than the boys. Yeah, it'll probably be kind of a similar setup. Uh, I think Sugar Salem and girls are pretty solid again, and they'll probably be probably about the same. Kind of maybe one of those teams is dropping down to play, but yeah, American Falls looks to kind of maybe sweep in the District Five soccer arena. Definitely. All right, let's uh, let's move up to 4A because that's the other district that's really gotten it going, and we'll keep it with girls soccer here. Uh, district four, uh, excuse me, District five for 4A girls soccer. There it is. Pocatello, the one seed. Century, the two seed. Preston, the three seed. Tuesday, Century and Preston battled. Diamondbacks get a one nothing win. They'll take it. They're going to play Pocatello in the winners' battle tomorrow, Thursday at four o'clock. Yep. Um, Preston and Century Girls have had some pretty tough, ma- uh, pretty tough matches, and I believe this one was won in overtime, if I'm not mistaken. Too it this was. goal, this goal came in overtime, so that that was pretty good. Uh, Century's had changed goalkeepers. Um, couple times the only reason i know this is because one goalkeeper's father is my dentist um and he's like yeah my daughter's playing and then the other goalkeeper plays tennis for me so uh yeah they've had some they've had some changes in there but both are getting it done and they're kind of peaking at the right time so you know good for them because uh you know pokatel is really solid this year yeah pokey definitely the favorite and now you know if century loses this game to pokey they got to turn right around and play preston again that's the thing with the three-team district is you could play the same opponent uh really five six times in one year by the time it's all said and done but pokey definitely the favorite there on the girls side let's check in on the district bracket for uh the boys for class 4a district 5 Again, uh, Century, the one seed. Pocatello, the two seed. Preston, the three seed. Pocatello beats Preston on Tuesday, 2-0. Pokey and Century will battle in boys soccer as well on Thursday. Yeah, and Preston boys had just beaten Century and Pokey um, in the, at the end of the regular season. It was kind of, uh, kind of on a hot streak, and I know the Pocatello team was, they were, they were not, they were not taking that game lightly, and, uh, yeah, that Preston kind of got hot at the right time. And then again, with the three team uh, bracket, you're not out of it. <laughs> you know, you lose that first game, whoever you're going to play. And, you know, you don't want to play that hot team because we all know how soccer can go as as far as penalty kicks now that it's a district action or what have you. Sometimes the best team does not win in soccer. Definitely not. And this one, I think, is a little more wide open than the girls um, competition. And so we'll just have to wait and see. The next domino will fall thursday when century takes on pocatello there let's take a look at 5a now this will get started this weekend 5a boys district five and six thunder ridge gets the one seed madison the two seed highland the three seed rigby the four seed so rigby will be at thunder ridge on saturday at one highland will be at madison on saturday at one yeah and thunder ridge is a is a team with state you know they want to go to state they want to they want they're like they want to win state right so they've been kind of the favorites all all year in this district and, and kind of one of the better teams in just southeast idaho as far as boys go um they've pretty much beaten everyone and uh that'll be kind of their their district um to win or lose i think they're i think the the other teams it's kind of a coin flip some of these other teams could win and sneak in and sometimes you see that in soccer the lowest seed makes it in there and and again in this one they can um play the second place finisher can do a play in uh, match as well. 
Yeah, Madison is the team that I'm having a hard time figuring out here. Um, and you're right, Thunder Ridge, uh, 13 and 0 and 1. They are unbeaten this year. In fact, the only time they didn't actually win, they had one tie against Hillcrest, one to one, way back at the start of the year. Uh, so Madison is a team they swept Highland. That's how they got the the two seed, right? They went three and three in conference. Highland went two and four. Um, but they, you know, the second time they only beat Highland one nothing. And then they turn around and lose to Rigby, one nothing, and they kind of push Thunder Ridge in the in the season finale on Tuesday night, um, and they lose two to one. So you know Madison's got the potential, but um, they've been a hard team to figure out this year. Yeah, I, I would agree. There's just been some kind of ups and downs, and you know Idaho Falls has a lot of really good teams. Thunder Ridge, uh, Hillcrest, and Idaho Falls are all just really tough boys teams this year. So um, they've had some good intercity competition and. I think that will pay off uh, as this district tournament progresses. Definitely. And in the, the district uh, six brackets for 4A, we're still kind of waiting to see where everybody gets seated for that as well. So we that's why we're not showing you those. Um, but we'll we'll talk about those next week for sure. Um, there, there are two spots available, right? District champ and then also second place. We'll get the chance to play the sixth place team from district three in a state play-in game. Um, I think whoever is there has a good chance. Yeah, you know, that's a, a usually a, a very winnable match for you know either team, but I like I like uh, southeast Idaho's chances there. Um, just because at the top of at the top of the teams, you've usually usually got a really good team um having to just play in to get in with only so many reps. Definitely. So let's take a look at the girls' side for district five and six for class five A soccer. Bear with me, folks, as I click through all these folders. All right. And again, Highland, the one seed, Madison, the two seed, Thunder Ridge, the three seed, Rigby, the four seed. This one is interesting as well, where Highland did win the regular season title, but it was close. I mean, when you look at the standings this year, really the top three teams all pushed each other. Um, Highland went five and one. Thunder Ridge and Madison each went two and two and two, <laughs> two wins, two losses, two draws. Um, Madison gets the two seed though, by virtue of they did draw with Thunder Ridge, but they also beat the Titans head to head three to two. And, and Rigby is probably the best four seed in a tournament. I know that team is really, really, really good too. And uh, you know, I, this, you could, you could see these games going kind of any way possible, a lot of twists and turns, or or maybe Highland just kind of continues their dominance in the district. But you know, I know Rigby is a pretty good four seed. Like you're kind of thinking, oh, they're just the last team in the the district, but they're pretty good. So it should be a great tournament. Yeah, Highland will get Rigby on Saturday. That Thunder Ridge Madison game is going to be <laughs> it's going to be a fun match. It's probably penalty kicks, right? You can just kind of you feel it like it's going to go to penalty kicks. Yes. Uh, same deal here. District champ gets to go to state. Second place gets a chance via the play in game against the sixth place team from district three. That would be a neutral site game at Canyon Ridge high school next Saturday. All right, let's talk volleyball real quick. Sean Madison and Malad both hosted tournaments last week. West side did really well at the Malad tournament. Butte County won the silver bracket. And then Madison, the, uh, the, is it the battle of the best best yeah, of the, the West? I can't the remember. Battle, the battle of the best. They yeah. went, Seven and O won that over Timberline of Boise in the in the gold bracket and in the silver bracket century beat Twin Falls in the championship match. 
and also um thunder ridge girls took third in the gold bracket and the pocatello thunder took fifth in the silver bracket so a lot of um east idaho teams represented well there because they had they had a bunch of boise teams they had uh, columbia which is has a really good volleyball team this year has a lot of hype surrounding them they had mountain view um and, and then as we know district six every team in district six is a good volleyball team <laughs> i mean i don't know what else to say they're all good bonneville idaho fall they're always they're all really good yeah, it's going to be uh, fascinating to watch that district tournament uh, unfold as we get closer to the finish line. And speaking of finish lines, we'll we'll wrap with this, Sean. Uh, third and final cross-country broadcast of the season on Idaho Sports coming up tomorrow, Thursday, October 6th, the annual Bob Conley Invite hosted by Highland over at the Portniff Wellness Complex in Pocatello. I'll be there. Paul Kingsbury will be there. Uh, on the call, there are 43 teams competing. There's going to be a varsity B and A division for both boys and girls. B division is basically 3A, 2A, 1A schools. Uh, the the A division is 5A and 4A programs. Uh, going to be good competition and much better weather than last year's Bob Conley invite. Yeah, didn't it rain out last year? Did it rain or it was, was it windy? I can't it remember. It was something. It was bold. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I mean, a huge shout out to the Bannock commissioners and the Portniff you know, wellness trust, they put on a great event there. And I know every coach loves that as a venue for the race. And I don't know why, I don't know exactly why, because obviously running is not my forte as we can look if you're watching the, you know, the live version of this, but um, yeah, they just like this. All the coaches say they like the setup. It's run well. I think it's because it's, it's kind of close knit for, and it can be really big and small, like in, in the spatial aspect of it. And so I'll be really good. And that's a precursor, man. People win that win state. Definitely. Last year, it was such a slop. Uh, Neela Roberts from Skyline won the girls title. You know, the last stretch, uh, she lost her shoe, actually, and finished it with only one shoe and ran, ran the other part, you know, barefoot. Um, that was really memorable. She is kind of the favorite coming in again this year for Skyline. And on the boys' side, um, really up for grabs. Idaho Falls has some good runners. Uh, Soda Springs has a good runner, so we'll we'll have to keep an eye on on the competition. Uh, it starts at one twenty tomorrow. The first varsity race is at one twenty tomorrow on IdahoSports.com. Should be a good time. Yep, it's it's that time of year. Parent teacher conferences, a couple days off school, you know, and a little running. Definitely. All right. Uh, friendly reminder: you can see everything that we're broadcasting on IdahoSports.com by clicking on the game streams tab. Uh, on the homepage. And like Sean said, lots of good content. You should be checking out Idaho sports, uh, especially now that we're into postseason action really should be checking daily. Cause we're going to have all the scores, the updated brackets, all the latest information you need to know. It's all at idahosports.com. All right, Sean rest up. We've got a big game Friday night, Highland against Rigby and football uh, at iron horse stadium should be a great one. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited. I've been contacting people about it, about it, just cr- trying to get some insight and, some different things and uh yeah i'm i'm real excited to see you know um i, I i'm kind of i'd like to see highland find a way to kind of turn the tide in that series but we all know what rigby has and armando gonzalez is uh put together i always kind of think of it as like the program from that movie the program but i mean not and none of the bad things up there they're all really nice but you know it's like they've turned it into a program they're they're shooting out guys you know that are they're playing hard so you know, just I think it'll be a contrast styles and a and a fun football game for Friday night. 
Yeah, a couple of uh, Idaho State Bengals uh, might have, you know, Ian Hershey, the former Highland kicker, and Christian Fredrickson, who's really balling out at wide receiver for the Bengals, uh, former Rigby Trojan. Uh, We'll see if maybe they put a bet on the game or something like that. (laughs) A little friendly, a little friendly wager, right? That's right. I have to do my laundry or something. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Chore bet, uh, no doubt. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, to the East Idaho PrepCast. We'll see you back here next week. For Sean Kane, I'm Brandon Bainey on IdahoSports.com.